1: And good morning to you, Real Presence Radio. Steve Sponskowski here, along with Roxanne Solomon. Good morning, Roxanne.
2: Good morning. It's been a long time since we've been working together, so this is a pleasure. Yeah,
1: and actually, I think we're going to be working together for the coming year. We're got some. Uh, we on the docket, we're on the calendar for the coming year, so excited to be back here working with all of you here at Real Presence Radio. This is our home. Uh, this is work out the greatest started for me. So we're coming to you live today here from Fargo, and uh, have some great conversations coming up, so you're going to want to stick around for what we have to say. But... We don't want to say too much before we talk to the Lord. So let's invite the Holy Spirit into this conversation. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful. Enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created. And you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who didst instruct the hearts of thy faithful through thy Holy Spirit. Grant that, through that same inspiration we may be always faithful and wise, through your Holy Spirit. Mary, our Mother, we ask you to guide these two hours of conversation. Make them pleasing to your Son. Help us, as your children, as the sons and daughters of Christ, to lead others in charity and in love, through all our words and all our actions to a deeper relationship with you so that you can lead us as you always do to your son, Jesus Christ. And we pray this as we pray in the prayer Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread.
2: And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us.
1: And lead us not into
2: temptation. But deliver us from evil.
1: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ha.
2: Huh. I love how you like brought that down a level to just a very I don't know, it was just beautiful to it felt like a pause and a slowdown, which I think sometimes on radio we're talking so fast and <laughs> trying to get you
1: know. You know it, and I think our lives are like that. Mm-hmm. Our lives are like live mm-hmm. radio. We're mm-hmm. like bla, 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 bla,
0: bla, bla. Mm-hmm. and
1: people will call in and say, "Could you slow down, or could you say that again?" Mm. Um, and we do need we every day. I, I think actually every hour, we should, uh, you know, just stop mm-hmm. um, and pause and say, "Hey Lord, uh, how am I doing? What do you want mm-hmm. me to do with the rest of my day?" And Absolutely.
2: so. Yes. Yeah, I mean,
1: and I, I do work in radio, so mm-hmm. slowing down is, a, I have to make an intentional mm-hmm. a decision to do that. So, folks, we appreciate you slowing down with us and joining mm-hmm. us this morning for Real Presence Live. Uh, give me, let me give you a quick, up, or kind of just an overview of what we're going to talk about here for the next hour. We have Steve Shones in the studio. We're going to talk about generosity, um, and uh, we're going to talk about really what leads to generosity. And you know what? Why should we be generous? Um, after that, we're going to talk with uh, Glenn Krogman and Anjay um, I am not going to say his last name. I'll let him say it when he comes here. Uh, But we're going to talk about different ways of building relationship in our parishes. And we have a parish, uh, an idea that we're going to represent from the cathedral here. But, you know, after COVID, how do we invite people back into our parishes? How do we really invigorate? And guess what? In the city of Fargo, there have been kind of a mixed match of parishes where people have kind of been, because of... You know, different experiences uh, have kind of moved around within the city and said, "Oh, I'm I'm now here," so I know at the cathedral we have a lot of brand new families. I'm like, I don't know any of these people. Uh, we need to rebuild, um, and we need to rebuild relationships. So, we're going to talk about that in the first hour. I'll give you an update on the second hour because I just want you to focus on what we're going to do here. So, I mentioned Steve Shones. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Hey, good morning, Steve. Great to be here. Yeah,
3: and you are the what? Director of, or give us your title. I'm director of stewardship and development for the Diocese of Fargo. And I'm also the president of the Catholic Development Foundation, which supports a lot of the ministries in our diocese. Now, you say two key words there.
1: You said the word stewardship and you said the word development. And of course, some people think, oh, fundraising, fundraising, money, money. But you know what? They mean more than that. Oh, absolutely. So, talk to me about, tell, t- define for me, for, from your perspective,
3: the word stewardship. Well, stewardship is a call to discipleship. Uh, a a call to be closer to to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, stewardship as it's defined by an ad hoc committee from uh, bishops about 25 years ago is hey, it's the one who accepts that all things that we have are received from God, they're gifts from God. We use them justly, with love, and we return them to the Lord with increase. And that Truly is stewardship. And it's basically saying, yes, yes, I am a following. And I'm living my life this way. And it's a difficult commitment. And it's a journey for everybody. Um, some people give because they feel like maybe it's their obligation. Or they give because that's ah, just what my family's always done. And, uh, but it's those who give because they truly understand that everything they have is from the Lord. And it's, it's okay to release some of that to, um, to, to gain that closer relationship with God. You know, if you look at the readings today, folks, uh, if, if you get a chance, take a look at the
1: gospel reading for today. It's always, that's actually, if you want to start your morning uh, off great, uh, look up the readings for the day if you can't make it to daily mass. But there's a, there's a phrase at the end of the gospel today that is a little bit difficult. And I was meditating on this morning on the way into town. And really, I'm not gonna, I don't have it in front of me, so do you have it in front of you there? Just the very last, the very last which, line.
2: Which reading was it?
1: At the gospel. Oh, yeah. At the very end, he says, those who have...
2: Okay, I can read that Yeah, it. read that, just that part. To the one me. who has, more will be given. From the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away.
1: And I'm like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> can you read that again? Roxanne, read that again.
2: To the one who has, more will be given. From the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away.
1: And to me, that only makes sense in light of what you just said, Steve, in the light of talents.
3: Right? Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, I'll, I'll never forget standing on the back deck of my mom and dad's house. I was probably late teens. And my dad was just a solid uh, person to, to live up to and try to have my ideals like him. And I remember him saying, are you, are you tithing? Are you giving to the church? You know, know, I I, I probably didn't have a very good answer. He goes, here's the deal, Steve. He goes, you got to give it right off the top. Whatever you earn, take the 10%, give it to the church, uh, or whatever. Because I tell you what, it's amazing the blessings that come back. I've never had a problem. We've never had a problem with money. Uh, You know, I I would assume that there's been some struggles, but the Lord has blessed us and beyond. And so it's that... that faith in that 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 works
2: interesting it's, because i was going to ask where you came to this position i was thinking like what shaped you that brought you there but you kind of started answering that now is there anything else that moved your heart or or your thoughts or how did you end up being interested in this and that you're doing this as a as a career
3: well i'll tell you it's um as i have matured and matured in my faith um and 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 knowing that I did some work for some other fund for nonprofits um it got to the point where hey this position came open it aligns completely with who I am and what i'm about and if I can help build the church why not mm-hmm. and uh so absolutely you know tithing is a very important piece of my life and uh and not that i'm perfect I'm not uh, but i uh, I just This is an evangelization, what we do in our stewardship and development office. It's bringing people closer to the relationship with God. And I was just telling Steve before we came on um, that, you know, I'm up in our finance office because a lot of what we do is processing and what have you. But I could easily be down in our education and formation or evangelization group because it is so important. and It is so critical to uh, our faith community.
2: What do you think are some challenges that people, because I think... This area is a little prickly with some. There's a lot of emotions involved. You wouldn't believe the psychology involved in giving, right?
3: Oh, absolutely. You know, there's, there's kind of like two standards you know, when people open up their checkbooks uh, to support whatever causes. One is they have, they have interest and the other is capacity. Um, there's a lot of people with capacity out there. But we need... The people that have that interest, or their relationship with God, and and their their involvement at the parishes and other Catholic ministries, or other ministries that support their faith, because we know that the um, the things will just expand, and those relationships will further down the road, and um, and the money will be there to take care of things. You know, I think Scripture reminds us,
1: um, Catechism reminds us. I want to go back to a, a thing you mentioned. You know, we don't. I'm not perfect, you know, and this is, you know, in, so sometimes in life we think, I can't serve the Lord until I, I'm perfect. I, I can't really do anything for him until I'm perfect, except for, as scripture reminds us and the catechism reminds us, he died for us yet when we were still in our sin. Okay, the Lord doesn't wait for us to be perfect. Matter of fact, you can still evangelize, even if you're like, well, I don't know my Catholic faith. That's okay. All right, you can evangelize through your life, lived well. So you, you don't have to sit back in the same way you shouldn't, we shouldn't sit back and say, well, I'll give when I have enough money. You have the talents and the gifts now to support the church with your time and your talent, all right? We all know, okay, I know this. I have children who can afford to give $10 a month, all right? We blow $10 a day in our lives, $10 $10 a month, you know, to an organization ends up being $120 a year. And that's a pretty big deal for some organizations. You have to start where you're at. Don't wait. Don't wait. Generosity is an attitude. And and where that comes from, we go back into Scripture, and every time we struggle, we are reminded in the Psalms to go back and say, Lord, where have you been faithful? Oh, you've always been faithful. And to re- be reminded of the great gifts that we've been given. Um, and once we are reminded that, all we have is gift from the Lord. Then we can then understand, oh, so my response to the Lord's generosity should be generosity. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, that's, we, it's time to, we have to stop and slow down. Let's talk a little bit about first fruits. You said the word for, first for folks, we, turn, we throw the word out there, tithe. It just means 10%. That's what tithe means, okay? The word tithe means 10%. That's it. Okay, that's the definition of tithe. You decide what that means for you. Um, But, you know, first fruits. Let me give you a story. There was a man named Cain and a man named Abel. And they brought their gifts to the Lord. And the gifts of Cain were not his first fruits. um, And the gifts of Abel were his first fruits. And Cain's gifts were not acceptable. And Abel's were. And Cain wasn't sure why. Okay, this is the story of first fruits. First fruits. Oftentimes we have the sense of, well, I'll give to the Lord when I'm able, as I just mentioned, or at the end of the month, what I have left over. That's not first fruits, folks. Um, And actually, the idea of of really sacrificing. Why in in the Old Testament did the Lord have uh, his people sacrifice the best of their their herd? Because he even Mm -hmm. says in Scripture, do you think I like the smell of burnt flesh? Do you think I eat the, the fat lambs? You know why? Do you have a, have a sense why, Roxanne? Have you, have you heard this before? What do you think?
2: Um, no. <laughs> no? I was blown
1: away by this. Okay, and this is explained by Skahan, Go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, I'm very interested to hear the take on this one. If you take the best of your flock and give it to the Lord, you no longer longer rely on yourself, but you rely on the Lord. Like if you think mm-hmm. of in farming, mm-hmm. you're going to take the best of your flock and use those for breeding, for continuing your herd. If you're the best of your crop in farming, now this was back then, not anymore, right? Because now that we have hybrids, but you take the best of the seed and you'd keep that for the next year. To, but if you give that to the Lord, we have this tendency when we become, when we are, the stuff we have is, is superfluous. When we have more than we need, we, we start to build silos and, you know, start to de- depend on ourselves versus you'll note that when we're struggling, we say, Lord, we cry out to the Lord. And he's saying, I want you to give me your first fruits so that you depend on me and not the things that you have.
2: When you're talking, I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is giving is an act of faith, right? And I think a lot of us want to be faithful, right? But maybe we don't want to open our, our checkbook or whatever. You know what I mean? But it is, a, it is an act of faith and it does draw well, because we're, we're giving it to the Lord, and He's going to give back in that measure and more.
1: Absolutely. Folks, we're talking about generosity. Don't you know, go We're going to talk on the other side of this break. I want you to enter into this conversation with us and think about it. Go back and ask yourself the question and ask the Holy Spirit to enter in on this conversation. And if you're feeling frustrated, all right, they're talking about money. I want you to stop and say, Lord, why am I feeling frustrated about this? Enter into that. Let the Lord speak to you. There. And we're going to continue on the other side of the break. This is Real Presence Live. Uh, we're in studio with Steve Shones. My name is Steve Fonskowski. In studio with
2: Roxanne Solonen.
1: And come back. We're going to come back on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org.
1: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, thanks for coming back with us. This is Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Steve Sponskowski in studio with...
2: Dan Solonen,
1: And we are so honored that you've come back with us. We also have Steve Shones in the studio this morning. He is the Director of Development for the Diocese of Fargo. And uh, sorry, the director of stewardship, I'm um, in the diocese of Fargo, and I'm going to come back to that word development in a little bit. But we were talking on the other side of the break, folks, about generosity, and uh, we used the word tithe, which means ten percent. We also talked about first fruits, um, and really just this conversation of giving and what does it mean. And so again, I mean, invite you into this conversation, um, and and to pray about, you know, even if you have you know uh, frustration feelings about this, uh, you know, ask the Lord, why am I feeling frustrated? If you're feeling you know, maybe I should look at this a little deeper with the Holy Spirit. Good response. Ask the Holy Spirit what this means to us as Catholics. Um, We're going to enter into this conversation again here, Stephen, talking a little bit about, you know, we only have, there's only so much available for all the good works that the Lord wants to do. Of course, he's like, and there's a lot, but we only each individually have so much. So let's talk a little bit about using our gifts more efficiently. Mm -hmm.
3: You know, I tell you the, we we always forget about the time and the talent. You know, it seems like when we're talking about stewardship, it just goes back to the monetary deal. But you know, for me personally, um, you know, I've been called. I just feel this pull to get back and doing some volunteering and using some of my talents, the few that I have, um, that I think I. I'm, of course, I have a lot, um, but I I just haven't taken the time to discern. And taking my talents to 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 good use, and and I think back, I just fell into this back when I was uh, in college. I was asked to do some coaching for Special Olympics, and it was scary. I didn't want to do that, you know. It's, it's an area that I've never encountered before, and but it was the biggest one of the biggest blessings in my life to be able to do that for a number of years, and uh, and you could see what that gave me back and gave them and the people I worked with and, and the kids. So it's a, there's a lot of blessings out there. We just have to say yes and uh, use our talents to where they need it.
1: You know, I, you just saying that, it reminds me of, I want to go back to that uh, gospel phrase again, Roxanne, if you want to pull that back up for me. Mm-hmm. When you just said, you know, I gave them my talents, but I received so much more back. Read that line mm-hmm. for me again.
2: To the one who has more, more will be given. From the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away.
1: When we evangelize, when we use our gifts and our talents for others, we every. I hear this all the time. I received more than I gave. Mm-hmm. Roxanne, right? You, you love volunteering. Well,
2: well I've also interviewed a lot of people through the years, and I've seen this consistently in all different denominations and everything. When people give themselves, you know, one of the things I have this surrender novena, that, and and there, it kind of I don't know. There's a connection here too. Um it says uh that just a minute, a thousand prayers cannot equal one act of surrender um the reason that connects to me is <laughs> it, it, that- sur- it, there's a surrender here too right and and again, the more we give, like if we surrender ourselves to God, that's the prayer and and it's going he's going to show us how to do that. Steve, I am really glad that you brought up the time and talent both because when I was a, a young mom with five kids and limited income and struggling, it was hard for me sometimes to to hear that you know, I, I couldn't give a lot. We couldn't monetarily, and and I and I figured out different ways that I could give. And part of it was just raising our family and and realizing that someday they're going to go out into the world. You know what I mean? So, if for anyone out there that's not in a position, really, to give monetarily again. Bring it, bring that to God. Uh, think of little, you know tr, uh, Saint Therese of Lisieux in the little way, and how her the littleness, and the small acts can be great things, and they and they will grow, and and things will change. You're in different seasons of your life, right? Absolutely. But other people are in other seasons. So, where are we at in our lives, and what can we give at that time? And the Lord will show us.
3: Absolutely, and you know, in using those talents and time, our time, and and of course. Uh, Uh, the treasure that we have, how we respond is really an act of a reflection on our faith. And so, um, it's a journey for all of us. I don't think any one of us is going to be perfect in that, but we try to journey down the road to a greater relationship with God.
2: Absolutely. So... What are some of the ways our listeners can include the church and other charitable organizations in their financial planning? I know, again, that's kind of maybe a daunting thing for some people, but where do we start? What's the first step?
3: Well, I, you know, it's here again, everyone's journey is different, but here's what we know is that we are called to, you know, live a life of stewardship. And if we do, I tell you what. There's a number of places that we can use our time, talent, and treasure, and that's number one is parishes. Um, you know, maybe it's cemeteries that need to be mowed. Maybe I can provide that um, service to to keep things updated out there where so many have passed and that's where they're resting. Um, there's a lot of Catholic ministries, and let me tell you, a great one is RPR, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so there's, there's, a, there's a number of organizations, parishes, cemeteries, schools, Catholic schools that are in line with our Catholic teachings and our belief system that need our support and our, the doors are wide open.
1: And I think, speaking about using our talents efficiently, efficiently again, all of our stewardship as we're talking about, there are ways that we can give... If we can't give now, there are ways we can give by using our IRAs, they you know in putting the the church in our well. Talk to us a little about those other financial vehicles that are available that aren't immediate but or sometimes they're immediate, but they they
3: have they're kind of uh, more
1: creative ways to give to the church
3: right I mean, I think that everyone knows that you know we've got to check an account and just easy way to check out and send it in but um over the last five ten years, there's been a lot of creative giving. And this is probably what you're talking about, Steve. Um, the federal government has made it easy to make a gift from an IRA, especially those who are um, receiving a required minimum dis- distribution. You can gift to a charity and bypass any tax for up to $100,000 in one year. Now, that doesn't affect most people that have that high of a level, but we do see a number of donations come in from IRAs because they're taking advantage of that. Another big one in our diocese uh, is gifts, what we call gifts from the harvest. Uh, farmers are out there. They are um, they're bringing the crop in. They say, you know what, this load or half this load elevator, why don't you send the check to um, the Catholic Development Foundation to support RPR. Great. We'd be happy to do it. You know? And so we're seeing that because there's some tax advantages as well. Um, the state of North Dakota, and I believe South Dakota as well. Um, I do know Montana. If you give a, to an endowment, there are tax credits available to help wipe off tax, the tax bill or part of the tax bill. So there's a, there's a lot of wonderful uh, tax law changes that have been driving different vehicles of giving. And, uh, and of course, uh, when people are doing their estate planning, and they're leaving, um, you know, their plans as far as where they want their assets to go when they pass away. Um, thinking, keeping your church, your your parish, your cemetery, you know, maybe it's a Catholic school, uh, maybe it's a diocesan program in mind as you make those planning processes um, would be very helpful.
1: Well, I think it's we don't have to think about. I can't give. I can't give a hundred thousand dollars. I can't give a million dollars to the church. I want you to think about this, and if you go to the financial planners, they'll say to you, you know, one of the best ways to save is to have an automatic withdrawal out of your account on a monthly basis that goes into your savings account. So you take $25 a paycheck or whatever it is and put it into a savings account, and it goes automatically. You don't miss it. You don't see it. And then suddenly you go back and say, I got $10,000 in savings. I, I didn't even think about that. The same way works with savings for the good work of the Lord. If you give automatically out of your checkbook, out of your credit card, and you get 10 bucks a month, 10 15 bucks a month, 25 bucks a month to your favorite charities. There's numerous that you can do. Over the years, you'll come back and go, I gave $20,000 to the diocese? <laughs> uh, wait a minute. How is that possible? It's the same idea. Out of sight, out of mind. And you, again, it's first fruits. Exactly. And you know, we're right back there, first fruits. And somehow, some way, God just provides. So we're, we have just a couple minutes left here, Steve. Uh, we're visiting with Steve Shones in studio. My name is Steve Splanskowski in studio with Roxanne Solon. And we're talking about stewardship um, and that, that word development. You know, development, mean, I, to me, the word development means like you put a seed in the ground and it grows. It develops. Okay, so really planting a seed by mm-hmm. giving to the church. Um, there's a seed. And we have the opportunity to come up, up here in the Diocese of Fargo. And a lot of dioceses in this area are doing it around the same time of the year. Um, kind of the gift appeal for the diocese. Talk to us a little bit about that, Steve.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, as along with a lot of other dioceses throughout our country, especially in this listening area, the, uh, the appeals will be launching this spring. Ours in the Diocese of Fargo is launching the third week of um, February. And uh, for, for the Diocese of Fargo, it's to support and to f- help fund 47 different ministries. You know, uh, the marriage tribunal, where a lot of people go to get healing, uh, or marriage formation uh, for the classes and, and beyond, um, religious education to support our parishes as they develop curriculum. So, and then, and of course, the bishop's office, which is so critical, so he can get out into the parishes and see the people and and communicate effectively. So. The appeal is very important for the church and how we function and and uh, spread the good news and to make sure that our parishes have everything they need and, and uh, so we can all work in concert for our common goal.
2: You know, I think it's nice to have a certain thing that you want to help out, but the bigger picture is we're building the kingdom of God, and I think sometimes we can forget about that bigger picture. But that empowers people, I think, to realize, no, we're like bringing people to heaven, right?
3: Right. You know, it's all about bringing that relationship closer to God, and that's Mm -hmm. what we're all trying to do.
2: Right.
1: You throw out the word concert, uh, folks. I want you to picture that. Concert, orchestra, okay? The angels all singing in choir. Mm -hmm. We all have our gifts. We bring our tuba, we bring our trumpet, we bring our clarinet, we bring our violin, our cello, whatever your gift is, and suddenly we make a great, beautiful noise for the Lord. That's what a concert is. That's what an orchestra is. You don't have to be a cello. You get to be a viola if you want, or a flute, whatever (laughs) you are, bring it to the Lord. He has given it to you, and if we return it,
3: um, he multiplies it. Right. I, you don't want to give me an instrument, but maybe I can bang on a drum or something. <laughs>
1: hey, there are drums. Just just don't be a sounding gong. <laughs> All right. As Paul says, do it in charity and you won't be a sounding gong. Well, folks, we have to head to a break here. Steve Jones, thanks for being with hey, us. Hey, thank you so much. Great to see you guys. Yeah, you too. Absolutely. Folks, have you ever been sitting in church and wondering, who is that person in front of me? Well, guess what? What about, what about introducing, introducing yourself? What about in your parish really kind of stepping out and saying, how do we get to know each other? We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. This is Real Presence Live. We will be right back. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.